Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunlevy. When it comes to journeying through your grief and stepping into living, a lot of times there are a lot of fears that come up. There is a lot of anxiety that we experience. There are a lot of emotions that we go through, namely guilt. That's, That's one of those feelings and those emotions that we have that are really, really tough to deal with. And fear, I would think, is another one. And so our guest today is the perfect guest to help us step forward into life. Vicki Griffith is an author, she is a coach, and she is going to talk to us today about something called EFT. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here today. So thank you very much for joining us. Tell me, EFT, what is yes. this? I know it better as tapping for short, but right. tell us what this is. Well, EFT became tapping uh, several years into it when a, I'll call them younger couple, their brother brother and sister who learned the technique and just started calling it tapping and it caught on. Basically, we are tapping with our fingertips. It was originally called um, emotional release without the needles because we're using acupuncture, acupressure points and we're tapping with our fingertips. So it's not painful, which is yay. (laughs) And um, it is fabulous in getting through the emotional components of life, really. And when we get stuck, we try to cope. And when we try to cope, a lot of us choose unhealthy ways of coping. And so my specialty is to help women to release weight and do that through this technique for one, for at least releasing the emotions around running to eat. And I've had several clients, just like what you're talking about, they're in that transition that they want to release the emotion and they're ready to release the emotion. So it's a really simple, easy, and very silly looking technique. <laughs> that, um, and I'll admit that I'm left brain and I had to have proof that it works and it does. I've been doing it for over 20 years now. So tell me your journey into doing this modality and adopting it to help other people. Well, I have had a weight problem my whole life. Seriously, I have. I was born chunky. I was that really cute, adorable little toddler that was chunky. And then about the age of four, you're not really cute anymore being chunky. And I stayed that way my whole adult life. I was always constantly on a diet. At the age of 10, my mother took me to the doctor and he put me on speed, which was the appetite suppressant at the time. It didn't go very well because I am a very reserved, kind of a shy, little quiet child. And I think I might have drove my mom a little insane being on that, the, the speed. So it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle my entire life. And my entire life I used food. And I can remember very young, sneaking cookies out of the bread it was a bread um drawer yeah yeah yeah. so that's where we kept the cookies so sneaking more cookies out 
I was the number one salesperson in my good Girl Scout troop because I bought most of the cookies and kept them under my bed. So I would hide food, I would sneak food, I would spend my entire allowance on candy. It has always been a part of who I was to learn to cope with my emotions. And I became, I became interested in hypnosis when I was 16 for weight loss. Again, it was one more attempt from my parents to help me lose weight. And it was very interesting and fascinating and started my personal development. It gave me vision into understanding there's things we can do for ourselves that were just not a creature of our habit and that we could improve our lives in different ways other than what I was familiar with. And along the journey, my father passed away when I was an adult, still struggling with my weight. And he left me this much money to take a few months off. In the meantime, I had been seeing a hypnotist for weight loss, but I didn't tell her that my father had just passed. I didn't tell her I hadn't really grieved about him. I didn't tell her anything that was going on in my life other than I wanted to lose weight. And I found myself grieving and I found myself releasing a lot of what was going on emotionally for me and around food as well and became a certified hypnotist. And God always has some mysterious ways of connecting us with people in our lives that we need to connect with. And that's really how this happened. And be, I worked for her for three years. In the meantime, hypnotists have conventions. Yes, mm -hmm. we really do. <laughs> you can only imagine. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that they actually hired the stage hypnotist to be our entertainment. Mm -hmm. So there's two forms of hypnosis. There's hypnotherapy and there's entertaining. And I'm a hypnotherapist. So I couldn't go to the convention one year, but they record all the sessions. And at this point, I was the weight loss director for this hypnosis clinic. And I'm thumbing through the journal after it's over with because they record them all. You can buy them later. I'm like, oh, weight loss treatments. That's interesting. I'd like to learn something new about weight loss treatments. And I get this cassette. It tells you how long ago this yeah, A cassette. <laughs> it was a cassette. And I put it in my Walkman, right? So that's yeah. how long ago it was. And I started listening to it and went, this is the stupidest thing I had ever heard. And being left brain, it's like, you can't prove to me because it is just too silly and stupid that it gonna, it's going to work. So I put it away. I didn't wow. even finish listening. I put it away. And there I was standing in front of the food pantry one day because the chocolate chip cookies and I had a very intimate relationship. <laughs> and I was trying not to, uh, I was actually procrastinating. I was feeling overwhelmed and I had some phone calls to make and I didn't want to do it. And so for me, coping again was food. So I'm standing in front of the food pantry and I know how to avoid it and I knew how to distract myself from it, but the anxiety would not go away. And so I'm like, all right, I'm desperate enough to take that Walkman out again, listen to the recording, did what they said. And 30 minutes later, I was out on a walk in my neighborhood. I had not planned it, you know, because of chronic dieters were always planning that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a plan to go out walking. I didn't even know how far I was going to walk, but I was out taking a walk and I literally stood in my tracks and froze for a second because that very moment I realized the craving had gone away from listening to the technique on that tape. The anxiety had gone away. 
And in the past, just thinking about that cookie again would have brought back the craving and it didn't. And so that's when I went to learn and become as advanced as I possibly could with this technique, doing it for 20 years. And as I said, I have seen, and I don't use this word lightly, I've actually seen miracles happen and happen quickly for people using this technique. Wow. So it made a believer out of you. And how odd that, you know, we're talking today and it is a result of dealing with the emotion of your grieving that helped you deal with a lifelong emotions attached to overeating or eating disorder. And so that leads me to my next question. Dealing with your emotions, we, we've got to do that. We can't stuff them down. We, we, we have to bring them up and we have to get them out and we have to feel them. That's why they say that, you know, there's, there's only one way to go in your grief journey if you want to get healthy again and that's through you can't go over you can't go under you can't go around you have to go through absolutely agree with that and then if you've never dealt with your emotions because in my household any emotion was not to be expressed even happiness was it yes we could smile but you know exuberant joyful playful um, a little bit of playfulness, but if it got too far, it was kind of shut down. So any emotion we were experiencing as children, I was anyway, that it was bad to express my emotions. So crying, any of that, it's just don't, you know, pick up your, your big girl panties is what I was told all the time. Mm -hmm. And being highly sensitive, which I didn't learn until a few years ago, that was difficult because I am very sensitive, sensitive to the outside world. And... So I, that's why I cope for food. And you're absolutely right. So going through, as difficult as that sounds, this technique can help you move through it. And you know, faster isn't always the what, the, the what we want. We want more peace with less anxiety. And, and to know that it's okay to have those things, mm -hmm. even while you're grieving. So what exactly is this? What, what exactly is it? Okay, so you're tapping, mm -hmm. but you're also reinforcing mantras, correct? Or self-talk, like tell, explain it, explain. I, <laughs> I'll do my best. Even okay. after 20 years, it seems a little bit crazy to me. So what we're doing is we're tapping the feeling or the emotion out of the physical body and that sounds a little weird too, but there's a lot of science behind the, there's one book, it's an old book called Molecules of Emotion, and it's how our emotions get stuck in our bodies and they create resistances, which end up being aches and pains and, and hurt and illnesses. So uh, it's, it's really, this is going to sound so weird. Y'all know what an EKG is. Right. Right. Or an EEG. Right. Have you looked at the definition recently? No. You go to Webster's and the definition of an EKG and an EEG is the electrical measurement of your heart or your brain. So Western medicine is recognizing that we do have energy in our body, energy pathways in our body. They just don't know what to do with it after that and how to help you deal with that after that. So this is based on those energy pathways in your body. And 
what we're tapping on is called meridian endpoints. And those are the beginning or the end of a pathway. So if you think about your light switch going to your light bulb, and if you flip the switch and the light comes on, it's all good, right? Mm -hmm. This invisible energy is moving through this cord, through your wall, connecting to the light bulb and turning it on. If you turn on, you flip that switch and nothing happens, then it's broken, either in the switch, in the cord that pushes the energy through, or to the light bulb. There's something broken. And that happens in our body. So an example would be you've got children running through a pasture. And this actually did happen to me when I was a child. We're running through this huge pasture. I don't know, there's three or four of us. I was up ahead. And a black racer or a black snake down here in Florida, they're just garden snakes. They're not to be frightened. We have black snakes here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this one, you know, as a child and remembering it, must have been 20 feet long. I doubt that it was, but this one I remember it was probably a little one, you know, but it ran across our path. Now, for me, it was a curiosity. Wow, that was awesome. That was really cool. What is that? But someone running next to me is freaking out and running away screaming. So everyone's reaction to things are different, but for that person that had that reaction, it was embedded in the energy system, always be afraid of snakes. This can be people saying things to you. So someone saying to you, you're ugly and you'll never be loved. It gets lodged in your energy system. Someone saying you're adorable and you'll always be loved, it gets lodged in your energy system. Unfortunately though, it's the negative stuff that keeps the energy kind of going like this. It can't get through that cord like the electricity in the, in the light bulb. So because of that, then we get stuck in these feelings and we keep running the same emotional patterns day after day, hour after hour, minute sometimes after minute, not moving or transforming like you're talking about or transferring into a new, a new way of being. So does that, that explain it? Do you have any other questions? No, I just, I, so, so how would we use this to move from the feelings of fear, guilt, and anxiety that we're having over stepping back into life? You, you know what I mean? Like how, how would we utilize this and what, and, and how could it help us move forward in a healthy way? And be brave enough to take those steps for Oh, I love all those questions. So it's what's really fascinating about this technique is you can break it down into very small bite-sized pieces. So like you said, brave enough to step forward, that might be where you need to start. You might need to start on have courage to move forward. And then we start working through the emotional piece of that. And what I love about this technique, you can do it real time. You don't have to go light a candle. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hypnotherapist, right? I make recordings for my clients and they listen to it as they fall asleep. However, it had been thought that you couldn't make any change like that without being quiet and being in a, you know, a comfortable place. And you don't have to do any of that. I've done this at grocery store lines with people not even knowing I was doing it because that Snickers bar was calling my name. And I did it and didn't pick up the Snickers bar and nobody knew. So that's what I love. You can do it real time. You do it at what's really going on for you. There's an acceptance about just acknowledging, I don't feel brave enough right now. I don't feel courageous enough. 
And so it's, it's a, and it's also a technique that you can say, okay, I feel really anxious or I feel angry. And you can acknowledge that feeling and then move it. So it basically dissolves. That's very exciting. So Thank you. I think that this could help a lot of people move forward. Now you were saying you were doing it in line and no one was noticing it. Um, I thought you had to repeat the mantras out loud. That is best if you can do that. When I'm with by myself or when I'm around the house, I do that, I, I do that out loud. But here's what's really fascinating about this technique and, and amazing how adaptable it is and how it still works. Mm -hmm. Most people will find, I really recommend when someone's first doing it to do the protocol and practice it because it will help you learn what helps your body inactivate some of these things. So for me, there's two points in my body that if I tap right here and just think about what's bothering me or say it, or even when I want second helpings and I know I don't need it, all I have to think about is I want more, I want more, I want more, and it will mm -hmm. go away. The other one's under my eye. So I really recommend that you start with the protocol, but you can shorten it as time goes on to take care of yourself in the moment. And here's what's really fascinating about these two, is people do this intuitively. You just don't do it in a protocol that will actually release it. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that, there are the most more advanced, there are points on your fingers. So that's what I'm using when I'm in public. But if you think about it, when people are anxious or nervous, they're tapping their fingers on the vascular surface. And so it's trying to activate those points near the, the nail bed. When you're surprised, you go like this. There's two points right here. Or you go like this. There's two points right here. So intuitively, people are trying to do this. So if I'm standing in line with my hand on my chest, just doing this, thinking, oh my gosh, that candy bar would be so good, but I'm not really hungry, but it would be so good. I would really like it. I know why they taste. I really love them. It'd be so good. Well, you know, I'm not really, really very hungry and I don't really need it. So that was, that's, and I would be saying it to myself. And so that's what I'd be doing. And no one's paying attention at all because that's normal for people to do that. So would it be possible for you to walk me through something so that we could demonstrate it to someone so they could see how it would work, how, um, and, and it doesn't, I mean, I, I guess I don't have to, just a, pl a good place to start so they could see what it looks like, so they could see what to expect, so that if they do call you, they're not surprised or shocked or they go, oh, that's what that is, or they've seen, you know, another video on it before. Sure, absolutely. Can you walk me through just, you know, a very basic one. Sure. So a lot of people have some kind of tension or pain in their body. Mm -hmm. So I invite you, if you don't mind, to just kind of scan your body and notice where you're feeling tension or pain. Most people have neck tightness or shoulders. That's probably what I'm going to use. But for you, just go ahead and scan whatever your body is and then assign it a number. It's going to be between zero and 10. 10 being it's really intense and zero is there is none. If you don't have any pain or tension in your body, I need to know your secret. <laughs> we need to do this again. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you a zero. <laughs> And it is a guess. There, it, there's nothing perfect about this technique. I am a recovering perfectionist. So I want you to know I love this technique because you can't do it wrong. Okay. It still works. So my number is about a four. Okay, awesome. And do you mind sharing where that four resides in your body? 
Um, it resides on my uh, the the right side of my face and in my head right now and down my throat. I feel like allergy kind of sinus okay. pressure and pain. Awesome. Well, that's a great one. So thank you for sharing that with us. All right, you're going to follow along with me. It's kind of like the game Simon Says, if you remember that when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say something. I'm going to ask you to you repeat it. You're going to tap where I'm tapping. So I'll be showing you where to tap. And that's basically all there is to it. The only difference is I'm not going to, you're not going to re be required to say Simon Says. Okay. Okay. So we're always going to start tapping with our dominant hand and always the first two fingers. So it's this, these two fingers for me, I'm right-handed. You'll see me tap with four sometimes and you'll see me tap with at least two. Realize that these points are so small. They're like the point of a pin, not the head of a pin, but a point of the pin. So you're going to get it with at least two fingers. Okay. And you're going to, you're going to start what's called the karate chop, which is right here between your pinky and your wrist bone and it's on the fleshy side of your mm -hmm. your other hand and it's called the karate chop because if you've ever watched anybody in karate chopping boards this is the side of the hand they're using so it's called karate chop okay. and then you repeat after me even though I even though I have this tension in the right side of my face have this tension in the right side of my face it feels kind of funny it feels kind of funny and it's rather annoying and it's rather annoying. And it's very irritating. And it's very irritating. I appreciate it and I appreciate and love my body. I appreciate and love my body. Even though I have this allergy thing going on. Even though I have this allergy thing going on. And it's really irritating. It's really irritating. And it affects the whole right side of my face. And it affects the whole right side of my face. All the way from my sinuses down to my teeth. All the way down, all the way from my sinuses down to my teeth. I appreciate and love my body. I appreciate and love my body. Even though I have this tension. Even though I have this tension. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then you go to the top of your head and say this. You didn't use the word tension though. What did you use? What was the word? Do you remember? Lightness? We'll use the word tension. This okay. tension in the right side of my face. This tension in the right side of my face. Eyebrow. This irritation in my sinuses. Which eyebrow? Doesn't matter. Okay. At the beginning of either eyebrow. This what? Tension. This irritation in my sinuses. This irritation in my sinuses. The next one is this right here at the corner of the eye. This tension in my sinuses. This tension in my sinuses. Underneath your eye. This irritation I'm experiencing. This irritation I'm experiencing. Underneath your nose. This irritation I'm experiencing. This irritation I'm experiencing. Underneath your lips, right here in the crease. This irritation. This irritation. In the right side of my face. In the right side of my face. Now collarbone, either side doesn't matter. I tend to cross over my body. So it's kind of like, here's my collarbone. So mm -hmm. here's the tip of my collarbone. It's like a couple of inches over. And I know that it's the right one because it feels good or it's sore, either one or the other. This irritation in my body. This irritation in my body. And the silliest one's under your arm and say, this allergy. This allergy. And then just take a deep breath. Now what you want to do is scan it again. Has it changed? Does it feel different? And then what's the number for it? Actually, I think it's intensified a little. Okay. Not, that's gone from a four to a five. Okay. 
And this is a very crazy question. And I ask my clients this a lot and they always giggle, but they have the answer. What makes it a five? The pressure feels more, it, it hurts more. Okay, under your eye. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So when we're tapping around your eyes, be very gentle with yourself. Okay. Okay, Maybe I'm so surprised. it might be a touch more than just a, than a tap, but that's okay. You can do that too. So we're going to start on the karate chop again. Okay. It's even though I, even though I am experiencing experiencing this pressure under my right eye, experiencing this pressure under my right eye, it's really intense. It's really intense. I get very frustrated with these allergies. I get very frustrated with these allergies. I hate taking a lot of medication hate taking a lot of medication. Feels like I have to suffer with it. it. Feels like I have to suffer with it. I appreciate and acknowledge and love my body. I appreciate, acknowledge, and love my body. Even though I have this irritation underneath my eye. Even though I have this irritation underneath my eye. There's a whole lot of pressure there. There's a whole lot of pressure there. And it's making it a five. And it's making it a five. I appreciate and love my body. I appreciate and love my body. And you go at the top of your head and say, this pressure under my eye. This pressure under my eye. And then eyebrow, this pressure under my right eye. This pressure under my right eye. And then on the, be very, again, tap very gently, side of your eye. I'm experiencing pressure under my right eye. I'm experiencing pressure under my right eye. Underneath your, I'm experiencing pressure in my life today. I'm experiencing pressure in my life today. Underneath your nose. All of this pressure from my eye and life. All of this pressure from my eye and life. Underneath your, again, underneath your lips. This remaining pressure. This remaining pressure. And collarbone. This remaining irritation. This remaining irritation. And then under your arm. This remaining pressure. This remaining pressure. And then take a deep breath. And again, scan it. Has it changed? Mm, it's less now. Okay. Has it changed from a pressure? Is it still a pressure? Or is it something else? It's still a pressure, but it's a lessened pressure. Okay. All I right. really felt pressure the first, I mean, I felt it like an underlying pressure. Then it really felt like it was like pushing through, but now it just seems calmer. All right, well, let's do this. Even though I want to experience calmness under my right eye. Even though I want to experience calmness under my right eye. And it feels like it's draining. The let's say, let's do this. It feels like the pressure is draining. It feels like the pressure is draining. It is. It's going down my throat right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I am open to allowing... I am open to allowing my body to do what it needs to do. My body to do what it needs to do. Even though I'm still experiencing a little bit of pressure. Even though I'm still experiencing a little bit of pressure. And it's starting to push through. And it's starting to push through. And I'm getting some drainage. And I'm getting some drainage. I am grateful for the healing my body is presenting. I am grateful for the healing my body is presenting. Now go at the top of your head and any remaining pressure. And any remaining pressure. Eyebrow, any remaining irritation. Any remaining irritation. Side of your eye, any um, remaining anxiety. Any remaining anxiety. 
Underneath your eye, any remaining need to keep it. Any remaining need to keep it. Underneath your nose, life is irritating. Life is irritating. And that's okay. And that's okay. Underneath your lips, I don't need to keep it in my body. I don't need to keep it in my body. Breathing here, any resistance to moving through this. Any resistance to moving through this. And underneath your arm, just say, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then take a deep breath. Breathing freely. Yay. Breathing freely. Unbelievable. No, so that's a condition that's in my body. I'm going to put my glasses back on. That's yeah. a condition that's in my body, and I'm breathing freely now. Okay. Yeah, wild. If this is fear, anxiety, you just you would be changing the wording. And so is it your brain hearing your voice talking as well? Well, that's part of it. I think that, well, first let me put a disclaimer on that. So please don't substitute this for a physician. Uh -huh. right? Be wise about right. these type of things and make sure that you're getting the appropriate attention for whatever's happening for you. Mm -hmm. And also notice that when we were doing this, it changed a little bit. It's called um, chase, daisy chasing. So we kind of chasing the daisy around wherever it goes. So it might've gone from your eye here down to your big toe. That's not unusual. We just kind of chase it and follow it along and eventually it will dissipate. But however, like I said, make sure that you see a physician and make, take care of yourself because you have the right, right um, advice. And so then what was your question again? Um, is it also the, 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 the self-talk, your mm -hmm. brain hearing you reassure yourself? and thanking your body for being the healer. So yes, there's some of that. So when you say it out loud, it helps diffuse the intensity. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like my clients to start out with this saying it out loud. It's kind of like the elephant in the room. And then when you speak to it, it becomes a mouse. So if you acknowledge it and you say it out loud, and it, then it can help disperse it. But what we're actually doing is dispersing it out of the energy system, the flow of energy. So for instance, I talked about these energy pathways. This is, you could call it a beginning and end or end because it's both, goes all the way around the back of your body and up the front of the body and connects right here. Mm -hmm. So what we're actually doing is getting that out of that pathway by acknowledging it. And a lot of people get caught up in, well, this is pretty negative. Yeah, it is but you can't change anything until you accept where you're at and you talk about where you're at. So part of it is what you talked about, saying it out loud so the brain can hear it. Part of it is saying it out loud so your mind and, and, the, and the emotion, you can kind of feel that and hear that too and recognize this, this is where you're at and it's okay. We're not, a lot of times we judge ourselves for having these feelings. Um, we criticize ourselves and especially with, I should know better, um, I should be doing this faster. You know, like we're always comparing ourselves to other people and that's none of those. So when we hear it out loud, it helps diffuse it. We're tapping it out of the ener energy system. And so it's doing yes and, it's doing both of those. Okay, that's, that's the number one rule of improv, yes and. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so if people wanted to find out more about this, find out more about what you do to help people, especially if they're moving through this journey and the overeating, the emotional eating is eating at them as they're, mm -hmm. as they're moving through this, they might want to connect with you. They might want to see what you're doing. They want, might want to join your community. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Thanks for asking. So 
You can always reach me through my email address, and I'm sure we'll be posting that somewhere in the links below, but it's Vicki Griffith at break-through.org. It's really long and crazy, so that's a little harder one. You can also go to crushcravings.com mm -hmm. and download videos specifically using this technique to stop your cravings for food. So it's a Band-Aid. Right, it's a way to stop the craving piece. It's not really looking to dissolve the underlying. Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps us going back for food. If we don't dissolve what's underlying, the grief, the feeling of hopelessness, not knowing what to do, like we talked about earlier, um, not worrying where to go, go next, you know, who to listen to. If we're not dissolving that, then it's, your cravings will just keep coming back but it is, a, it is a way to play with this, this technique. So that's crushcravings.com, and through there you can get in touch with me as well. All right, now let me ask you one last question. Do you, do you use this in conjunction with hypnotherapy uh, as well? I mean, do you, so you have your own formulation of how you, how you help people, I'm sure. Yeah, I, um, yes, hypnosis is part of it. So I, for my private clients, I create customized recordings for them based on the situation that they're in and get they get amazing results from those so you're reprogramming the subconscious mind you're reprogramming the brain wiring with that this is taking care of the emotion right now here right now and accepting where you're at and moving forward through that so they go very well together and i have a lot more really crazy <laughs> techniques that I've learned along the way. Some of them I made up on my own that uh, will help you move forward. And I think that's what everyone wants. We really want to be happy. We really want to feel better about ourselves. And we really want to move past, especially grief. And that is, I mean, that's, that's a glorious goal, right? To, to do that. And I was just thinking about it earlier. We experience grief in so many different ways, not only the loss of a loved one, but this whole COVID experience has created a lot of grieving because of a loss of lifestyle. Right. Um, I was out with my mother who's 83 yesterday and one of the ready care clinics wouldn't let us in. They're taking by appointment over only. And we got back in the car to go to the ER. She was having some back pain and she's like, everything's changed. So for her, that was a little bit of grieving going on there about what has changed in her life. Right. And this kind of grieving that we're feeling right now can cause us to self-medicate in ways that aren't healthy for us. So thank you for providing us with another tool to put in our tool belt to help us as we journey through and step back into living. Vicki, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.sherrydunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.